I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The numbers told the story they always do. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN. Good Wednesday morning, June is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, Visa.com, the Visa app, Game Plus, iHeartRadio, YouTube TV, and of course, the DK Network. Skill Alexander, Kelly Bidlin. It's a numbers game live from Bar Canada at the D. How you doing, sir? Doing well, doing well. Exhausted because the NBA's back. <laughs> You're already exhausted after day yeah, one? I'm already exhausted. <laughs> yeah, those, those, those few months of actually getting like eight hours of sleep a night, man, that was nice. Oh, uh, this is your time of year. Yeah, I want to get right. your, gonna get your thoughts on the... Uh, the Nuggets and the Lakers last night, and the Warriors and the Suns. Suns, Bradley Beal coming up. We'll do NFL power rankings. Uh, we'll have a few guests on this show today. Will Hill will give us all of his baseball thoughts, his college and pro football as well. Paul Carr, a couple Champions League picks. Jason Weingarten from Under Cloud of Smoke on the World Series. And Adam Burke on baseball and college football as well. Look forward to all that. But we have to start, of course, with the World Series now being set just like everybody had it. The Texas Rangers are taking on the Arizona Diamondbacks in the fall classic and the D-backs do it on the strength of a 4-2 to win in Game 7 at the bank yesterday in Philadelphia. Diamondbacks uh, took the lead in the first but uh, Bohm tied it up for the Phillies in the bottom of the second with a leadoff solo shot 1-1 to in the fourth. The Phillies actually went up in this game 2-1 to on a Stott RBI double that scored Bohm, uh, but the Phillies left the bases juiced at that point in that you thought at the moment maybe that's going to come back and haunt him and it did because in the top of the fifth Corbin Carroll who had largely been dormant for most of this series but really if you watch Diamondbacks baseball this year was the engine to all of this he awoke RBI single or he awakened I should say RBI single took the lead when Moreno knocked him in after Carroll stole second and then top seven uh, the Diamondbacks added the insurance run a Carroll sack fly uh, that scored Perdomo in a game where the Phillies never really truly threatened down the stretch some really janky at bats and the Diamondbacks are going to the World Series for the first time in 22 years I talked yesterday about the Rangers history 52 year history where you know they had only gotten to the World Series in 2010 lost to the Giants in 5 2011 lost in one of the underrated World Series of all time against the uh, St. Louis Cardinals well for the Diamondbacks the properly rated one of the great World Series of all time in 2001. I don't know. Were you old enough to remember this, Kelly? You were a teenager at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You remember it. Yeah, yeah. Right after 9-11. Yep. 
the World Series was like seven weeks after 9-11. George Bush had famously thrown out a pitch at a Mets mm-hmm. game to restart baseball. Then the Diamondbacks won the first two games of the World Series behind Kurt Schilling and Randy Johnson, who, by the way, were co-MVPs of that World Series, for those who remember it. And then Game 3, George Bush threw the first pitch out at Yankee Stadium right down the middle. Uh, you can't you can't properly reflect to anyone who didn't live through that what a moment that whole stretch really was as a as a collective moment. Uh, it was two to one Diamondbacks headed into game four of that series. And then there's just the drama, the drama. This was the first time that the World Series ever got into the month of November. The Yankees were down two runs in the bottom of the ninth. Byung-Hung Kim came in for the Diamondbacks. Two outs, bottom of the ninth. Tino Martinez, two run shot to tie it. And then tongue-in-cheek named Derek Jeter. Uh, tongue-in-cheek named Mr. November hits the game-winning home run to knot up the series at two apiece. And then the very next night, not even 24 hours later, Byung-Hung Kim in again. Two out, bottom of the ninth. This time it was Scott Brocious who tied it up for the Yankees. They end up winning in 11. And then the Diamondbacks crushed him in game six. And then the the uh, famous flair from Luis Gonzalez that Tim McCarver called in game seven. Just one of the greatest World Series of all time. So the Diamondbacks are back. And so the question, first of all, let me just say this. Congratulations to our faithful listener, Stephen Vegas. Oh, yeah. if we can sh- show that tweet, because we mentioned this yesterday. My my exact of well, by the wayside, right? Blown away with the Rangers win over the Astros yesterday. Well, he has he I think he bet this in June. He bet this in June. The the Rangers to beat the Diamondbacks in the World Series at one hundred and seventy five to one. So he's not there yet. He needs the Rangers to win this. What could possibly go wrong? But he's got that going. So congratulations to Stephen Vegas at 702 Steve Sports. Good on you. I hope for your sake that this gets there. Um, before the season started, if you're wondering, hey, what were these exactas before the series, before the season started preflop? Arizona to beat the Rangers, the Diamondbacks to beat the Rangers was 450 to one. The Rangers to beat the Diamondbacks was 425 to one. And this from SportsOddsHistory.com, a Rangers-Diamondbacks World Series matchup. He had uh, the matchup here at BetMGM part at 1750 to one before the start of the season at BetMGM. So the numbers that I just quoted don't reflect what he saw at BetMGM. He said just the matchup was 1750 to one. That matchup would be the second most unlikely matchup in World Series history behind the 1991 Fall Classic when the Twins. And the Braves met. And if you remember, the Twins were 40 to 1 in the AL. The Braves were 75 to 1 to win the NL. When we used to be at the South Point, Vinny Maliulo always used to talk about this World Series because both of those teams were worst to first. And so it was just this incredible thing that caught everybody off guard. That was the famous Jack Morris game seven, Dan Gladden scoring, I think, a sacrifice fly from, from uh, third base, and the Twinkies won it. But this is the second most unlikely matchup of all time so as the diamondbacks and i i tweeted out something yesterday you know the phillies got earlier in this series kelly i'm not talking about earlier this year earlier in the playoffs i'm talking about this series i said i don't i I don't see how the phillies could be beat by anybody Yeah. yeah not so much here is the four most notable phillies offensively in their last two games game six and seven i tweeted don't stop like, I, I they hear looked what you're saying, but they looked unstoppable. Oh, I wasn't the only one, yeah, but yeah. I was certainly among them. Last last two games, game six and seven, at home.
home where we just thought the Phillies can't possibly be beaten. Schwarber 1 for 5, Turner 0 for 8, Harper 0 for 7, Castellanos 0 for 8. That's a collective 1 for 28 in game 6 and 7 for Schwarber, Turner, Harper, and Castellanos. And so we have a World Series matchup where, quite, quite frankly, game 1 is Friday. And I was talking to you briefly about this yesterday, how a typical game one in a World Series these days is like 11 or 12 million in terms of Nielsen ratings viewers. I'm going to set the over under on this for seven and a half million just because it's not a major market matchup. And it's not. It's a Friday night. Yeah, it's not ideal. I I do think we've. I, I think we make too much of some of these TV numbers th- these days because some of these sports, especially baseball, like if you're a baseball fan, you're watching this anyways. I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how many of the casual, like the major market stuff, like this is a national, it's a national thing. The world series, it's all, it's all over the place. If you're a baseball fan, you're going to watch it regardless, but still the market, see, the market see, size still matters. But you see what you just said there. I don't know that I agree with that Okay, because I think baseball's super duper regional. And I'll just take where I live most of my adult life in San Francisco. If the Giants are getting to the promised land, everybody's watching. If it's this, I'm not sure what percentage of the San Francisco Giants fan base is actually watching. I really don't. Okay. All right. I think it's different on the that's East fair. Coast. I think that's fair. I think it's different on the East yeah. Coast. Like, I think I know Orioles fans will still watch like a Yankees hate or a Red Sox hate or a Phillies hate even. I can't tell you how many guys in D.C. were like, yes, they lost. There's that. But I think but, even that's a good point because who who's out there hating on the Rangers and the exactly, Diamondbacks, right? Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, that's true. Sort that's of, a good point. Yeah. So the, the next question, and by the way, congratulations to a guy like Sweet Lou Finacaro. Lou, Lou was getting into it on Twitter with somebody. Well, I don't even know what was going on with that. <laughs> I don't know that he was going after Lou, but Lou felt like he was going after him. So Lou got really indignant about it, but Lou hit on the on the Diamondbacks to win the series. So good on Lou for that. But I just want to and by the way, the Rangers are what? Minus 170? That's yeah, 170, a, 170 yeah. to win this series against the Diamondbacks. And my initial thought on that is, sure, that sounds right. But do any of us know anything about anything in what we've talked about on this show for years is the most random of all postseasons? Uh, the stats by Lopez stat, which I've said a thousand times. If 80% of favorites, and they do, get through in the NBA playoffs every series, 80% of favorites, what do you have to do in each other sport, in the, in the other sports that have best of seven formats to get 80% through? And in hockey, you'd have to play best of 51s because that's random. But in baseball, you have to play best of 75s. And so in that respect, um, this shouldn't be that surprising. But with the, and we talked about this before anybody last year, with the incongruence between the long regular season and the best of three, best of five to start the postseason, I mean, this gets even more random. And so now we have the most random of them all. And the next question, man, so my, my thought is, would I lay the minus 170? Oh, hell no, I wouldn't. Would I grab the plus 140 eagerly? No, I wouldn't. The next thought becomes, where do the 84 win Diamondbacks fit historically in terms of getting to the postseason? Keep in mind what they had to do to get here. They won 84 games and had a stretch where they lost 25 of 32 games from July to August. Yikes. Then the Cubs had to go, and Chris Velika tweeted about this yesterday, then the Cubs had to lose 15 of 22 down the stretch, including 0-4 in extra innings, by the way. Any one of those goes differently. The Diamondbacks don't get in the playoffs. They're the last team to get in one game better than the Cubs. So the Cubs losing, you know, going 
that stretch where they lost 15 of 22 had to happen too. In addition to the, uh, you know, after the after the uh, Diamondbacks lost 25 of 32, then the Brewers led the Diamondbacks twice, three to nothing in the opening round. Imagine what the Brewers feel like today. Then the Diamondbacks swept the Dodgers. They come back from three to two to win two in Philly. Brandon Fott might be the sneaky MVP of all of all these players. Yeah. Yep. The last guy you thought would be. The Mets, for God's sakes, had a better run differential than the Diamondbacks did this year. So let's take it that way. Are they the worst team to ever make? I always say the worst team to win the World Series with the 2006 Cardinals that won 83 games. But that's just my opinion. Let's just do this objectively by run differential. How many teams have made the World Series with a negative run differential? The answer is 11. Three of them was in 20. Three of them were in 2020, which we throw out because it was a 60 game season. So the Diamondbacks and the Marlins this year were only the seventh and eighth all time. The Marlins ridiculously how they made the playoffs. Only one has ever made the World Series before the Diamondbacks, the 87 Twins, who actually won it all. So historically, putting this Diamondbacks team in perspective, that's how big of an anomaly this is. We'll come back. We'll talk NFL power rankings and last night's NBA thoughts. It's a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleh Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to, to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. I, we got to take a break to talk about Zen nicotine pouches. We're always debating what a team needs to do to get to number one, but Zen nicotine pouches are already there. It's helped millions of people achieve lasting change, earning the title of America's number one nicotine pouch. Find your Zen at your local convenience store or online at Zen.com. That's Z Y N.com. Warning this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Skill Alexander, it's Kelly Bidlin, live from Bar Canada at the D in beautiful downtown. 
downtown Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, no time to lose because we have a uh, a bevy of picks coming up from this gentleman. You can follow him on Twitter at not the Will Hill. He's the star of the Beating the Book Megapod and of course the Bear Bets Pod, college and pro football alike. Those two podcasts from Chris Felica at Fox. It's Will Hill, everybody. How you doing, Will? Gilly, what's going on? Uh, the World Series, my friend. What are your thoughts? Rangers, minus 170-ish. Are you playing this series? Do you want any part of this? It's the World Series, so I'll end up with something. I haven't yet. I just, I, I need a day to just sort of decompress, <laughs> recollect my thoughts. To digest, uh, yes. I mean, a couple things. I, I You know, we talked, it was, uh, it had to be three weeks ago now. It was when the wild card round just started. And I, I think my big takeaway, our big takeaway was like, if you dive in and, and try to find value in the futures, it's sort of wide open because teams like the Braves, the Dodgers, a lot of these teams at the top have pitching issues, has have question marks. So who knows? Anything can happen. And of course, didn't act accordingly. I'm look, I never thought this was going to happen. I, and it's funny. I was on a lot with you all summer talking about, you know, I like this Diamondbacks team, bet them to make the playoffs. I had them over 75 and a half wins. There was a point in August where I had to sweat that out because they were playing so badly. They were under 500. And I was looking at the standings, baseball reference, projected standings. Like, man, I could actually lose this bet at under 75 at over 75 and a half. They might not get to 76 wins. That's how poorly they were playing. And you look up a couple months later and uh, just it, it, it's unbelievable. It's really well, I, like I like this team, but I never thought this was coming. Well, that is so similar to my thing with the Rangers, too. Right. I had them over 81 and a half was my only season win totals play. They they ended up getting there. They got to 90 wins. But there was a stretch there where you're like, wow, they are limping into this season win total over. And I bet you I didn't bet them division pennant or world series for the same reason you didn't bet the diamondbacks even though you had the conviction on the season wins which is their bullpens aren't any good and in my case right. the rangers i was like oh, the starting pitching quite frankly is not all that good either so like i never thought they they took us off those two teams took us off the scent of what usually means postseason success by not having those as strengths yeah, that's what that's what postseason baseball is. Usually, it's bullpen, it's two out yeah. hits, and, and two out hits you can't really predict. Bullpen is a little more predictive, you'd think. But a lot of those guys give them credit in Arizona. They stepped up. Ginkle, uh, Seawald, who oh. I mean, text Jeff Parles about Seawald. Text any Mets fan. I mean, he he was awful <laughs> for the Mets. It was just typical Mets where that guy's on the mound to uh, to close out a pennant. And man, Philly, I, I look. You went to Game Seven of the NLCS. You had a good year. You went to the World Series last year. They kind of went down without a fight last night. I mean, yeah. they had a couple walks in the seventh. I thought Turner missed a pitch to hit. I thought Harper missed the pitch to hit but they went down without a fight and when you only score two runs you can't kill the manager too much i thought it was a little strange the way he used the pitching wheeler yes well if yeah if you got wheeler available get him in as soon as possible is facing the third time through the lineup i thought was risky i mean if you got seven outs out of wheeler get those seven or eight outs uh, as soon as possible get him in the bank and try to get a lead but again when you score two runs yeah you, can't, you can only blame the manager so much put, put him in right after suarez for goodness sake okay uh basketball nba in full swing tonight you got anything I'm in NBA season. I took Victor Webinyama plus 340 to have a double double tonight. Let's go. Uh, my hand, my handicap here. He is 14 feet tall, so he should be able to get 10 rebounds. Who knows? Maybe 10 blocks, 10 points. Any two of those three gets you home. Uh, there's actually a, a boost on DraftKings that lets you a 50% profit boost. I think for for most of these accounts, so you get that up to plus 510 with a profit boost. So uh, to me, plus 340. I thought I just thought that was a, an interesting number. It'd be a fun bet to root for. And I, I'm not going to bet a lot of these sides night tonight. At least not yet. I gotta, I, you know, I get. 
I got to sort of, um, you know, see a few games here. But I did bet the, the Sixers to miss the playoffs. I think it's plus 550 out, still out there at DraftKings. I just think there's enough variance where, you know, who's going, who knows what's going on with Harden. If Embiid gets hurt, if Embiid gets traded, you know, if, if Embiid misses 20 or 30 games, there's enough. Um, you know, th- this could go off the rails here with Philly. So I thought plus 550 was a, was a good bet for them, too. We're, we checked on the 14 uh, foot thing and it does check out. In fact, he is 14 feet okay. tall. You are correct. OK, good. Uh, professional football, the NFL week eight. Anything? Uh, I think you're on this one, too. I just think the Detroit Vegas line is a little light. I'm going to take too. the line. I yeah. think they're going to bounce back They're You know, they're, they're not at their point of their development where they're going to overlook people, especially coming off a loss. They're just much better than the Raiders. So I could see them winning that game, winning it going away. I think and I say this a lot. I think it's a better teaser week than it is a side week. A lot of these where it's, you know, that seven and a half, eight terrain, eight and a half range with the Bills, the Chargers against the Bears, the Lions is in teaser range. Uh, even the Ravens against the Cardinals, even though it's on the road. I, I, I do think it's a much better teaser week than side week. Uh, but I did bet Titans under seven and a half wins. I just think the quarterbacks hurt. I mean, we're talking about playing Levis and Willis maybe at the same time. They're trading players. Well, they traded one player. But if you're going to trade one player, you're probably going to start trading more guys. So to me, that's probably more of a teardown than anything. So I think it's going to be harder for the Titans to get to uh, to eight wins. So I took the Titans under seven and a half wins. Yeah, Levis announced as the starter. But Mike Vrabel saying it could be two quarterbacks. Get buyered. That always down. works. That always, that always. It's always. If you go to the annals of NFL history, that always works. The two quarterback thing. Uh, Byard is now with the Eagles. Derek Henry, one one might assume will be on his way out. The, by the way, the Derrick Henry thing is so going to be, he's going to end up with a, a team where the team that you root for, every fan is going to be like, why, why couldn't we have done that? Right? It's going to be sure. for, it's going to be for on the cheap in some way. You know some great Absolutely. team is going to grab him for the cheap. So that's interesting. Was that seven and a half under on the on the Titans? Yeah. It's juiced to the under. I think it's minus 145, but to me that's that, it's still a good number. I don't think they're getting to eight wins. Uh, and the Titans right now now in your uh, in your current NFL standings, of course, are at two and four. So, yeah, six more wins. They're going to cobble six more wins out of this season. Eh, doesn't sound like it. Uh, OK, college football as we continue the uh, merry-go-round here. What do you like? I played I, I got a bunch of dogs. I took Florida plus 14 and a half against Georgia. I still don't buy into this Georgia team, especially without Bowers. I just don't love their offense. I don't think they're nearly as good on defense as they've been. 14 and a half, especially in a rivalry game here. I'll take the points with Florida. And I also took the two Arizona schools. I took Arizona plus three and a half against Oregon State. I just think they've been sort of under the radar this year. Arizona's you know, probably headed to a bowl game. They've played well. Uh, again, kind of a sneaky good team. And uh, I hate to bring this team up because it's painful memory. It's a painful experience for you. But Arizona State, Arizona State's another team I think is underrated. I thought they really <laughs> could have beat Washington uh, the other day. Uh, I, I took plus four touchdowns last week. To, to me, like they had a rash of turnovers early in the season. I think they had one game where they had like eight or nine turnovers, something absolutely absolutely ridiculous and it sort of skewed their numbers but they've been pesky here as a dog they, they could have won that game the other day I and mean, they easily covered so they are getting six against washington state might be a six and a half out there so uh, i did take them plus the points as well i want to i want to bring that since you bring up arizona state and by the way thank you so much just for don't bring up pit wake well please. that's, that, not that's exactly what i'm about to bring up so because i just want to like be open and honest about this with everybody you've been betting for a long long time right you're you are we, we are of that of that DNA. Yeah. And, you know, we like to think of ourselves as I, I'll just speak for myself as someone who's going to, you know, mentally, you know, one bet is one bet. You're on to the next one, no matter how tough a loss a bet might have been just moments ago. 
that Pitt one, and again, for those who missed it with Pitt and Wake, which Will and I were both on Pitt, um, that was the one where Christian Veyu, the uh, the Pitt quarterback, there was a third and eight at their own nine. Pitt was up three. They were favored by two and a half. All he had to do was get past the sticks and run it out of bounds on his way past the sticks. Game would have been over because Wake only had one timeout left. There was under a minute. Instead, he did the slide thing at the sticks. And while it looked as though he was past those sticks, the officials ruled that he he started his slide prior to it. There there did not appear to be a review of it. Narduzzi, Pat Narduzzi did not appear to like demand a review of it. And then Narduzzi went ahead and said, well, we're just going to punt it on fourth and one. He didn't seem to really even consider going for it. Anyway, you know, the rest weight goes back and it comes back in less than a minute wins the game. Just if you could express to everyone how difficult it was for you to get over that. I can, I can take losing. Like you said, you, you, you bet enough of these games. It's on to the next one. Or you, you forget about it a few days later. That, that one stung that one. It didn't feel like you lost. felt like he got robbed a little bit. Um, not a little bit. I mean, just he, he slides and he's, he ends up three yards past the marker. Now, when you, you watch the review and he, he did, I guess, start right at the stakes or a little before the sticks. So I guess it's the right call. It's just spirit of the rules. doesn't seem like the right call. And again, they give up a touchdown late, and this kind of went under the radar. They give up a touchdown, or where you know, Wake's already in field goal range. Why they're guarding guys like five yards off the line of scrimmage? Just put everybody <laughs> in the end zone. How they gave up a touchdown there, I have no idea. So that is one that really was like, man, I, it hurt my appetite to bet the NFL the next day. I was like, I, I just, I don't have the stomach for this. I need a couple of days. This, that was brutal the other day. That was a really, that was you know, one of the probably, hopefully, one of the two or three worst bets I'll have all, you know, beats I'll have all year for yeah. sure. Yeah, I didn't mean, I, I didn't mean to raise it again, other than to just oh. to sort of show, you know, newer betters that that kind of thing even happens to the most veteran betters. There are, there, you are inevitably, if you bet enough, going to run into something that is just so sickening that it does affect you beyond, you know, maybe, you know, you probably and people sit, yeah. people say they go both ways. It doesn't feel as good when you steal one as bad. It does when, when you get one stolen from you. Oh, hundred percent. The high is not nearly as low as the low is. That's for sure. Right. Will, thank you as always Uh goal boys plug, sir. Uh, Twitch.tv slash Gold Boys Network, Bears Bet po- Bear Bets Podcast, and of course the Megapod. Appreciate the, it, guys. Thanks. The Megapod. Dr. Bob on tomorrow on the Megapod. Thank you, Will. At not the Will Hill on the Twitter machine. We'll come back. Champions League picks from Paul Carr. It's a numbers game at VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. Western nations like the U.S. and Europe. Mexico will likely have its first female president. And then you have China. And help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters. He'll get his yo-yos to Europe in time. But the longer this drags on, the more worry he's getting. They knew that they needed to do this as fast as they possibly could to get a drug on the market as fast as they could. I'm David Gura. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets. Basically, everyone was expecting, if not a calamity, certainly a recession. But the problem is that that paperwork, as our reporting showed, is fake. As someone who's covering the market, I'm often very worried about an imminent collapse. I'm thinking about it quite often. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleya Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. 
In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take D.C. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. It's an election year, so there's a lot of focus on the voters that TikTok is reaching. The initial reaction is like, oh, things are looking so resilient. I don't want to be too pessimistic, but I just don't see the political will down in Washington right now to to change their tune. I think the American electorate has been signaling that it expects a rematch of the 2020 election. These are unprecedented times. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. A numbers game on VSIN, the sports betting network. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Get the daily email recapping all the best bets from our show hosts and guests. You'll also get unlimited access to our VSIN.com slash picks page. Sort picks by sport, matchup, event date, and more. Check the top VSIN experts leaderboard to view betting records, profit, and ROI, and see which VSIN expert has the hot hand. For VSIN Pro picks, betting splits, betting guides, plus 24 7 video access. Become a VSIN Pro subscriber today. Sign up now and get access to everything we do through May 1st for only $100. $120. That's United States currency at vison.com slash subscribe. It's Gil Alexander. It's Kelly Bidlin. And ladies and gentlemen, uh, he is quite the get because he's a hard guest to book. And the reason for that is, is that he's always super duper busy. He's our own Vison managing editor, Adam Burke. How you doing, man? I'm good. I'm good. It's uh, it's slowly but surely winding down a little bit now that Major League Baseball is is pretty much over with. Yeah, well, let's talk about Major League Baseball momentarily, but I want to want to just sort of get people uh, on to the fact that the college basketball guide is about to be ready. You were heavily involved in that. How'd that go? Well, the college basketball guide came out on Monday. So previews of all 32 conferences. We got Matt Eumann's top 25. We got some other feature articles about the Wooden Award for the best player in the country, about who will be this year's Florida Atlantic. Will there be that you know Cinderella team that Rattles off 30 wins in the regular season and carries it on over to the postseason. Will we have one of those this year? Steve Mackinnon doing his usual thing with some systems, returning production statistics. Just a lot of good stuff in that guide to get you ready for the season. And honestly, we trimmed it down a bit this year, made it more efficient, made it more consumable for everybody. 104 pages. and We hit all 32 conferences, plus those feature articles and some futures and best bets. So I encourage everyone to sign up over at vcin.com slash subscribe so you can get that college basketball guide. And of course, Greg Peterson, a huge hand in that and will be our go to college basketball guy throughout the season. Greg Peterson, who is who has encyclopedic knowledge of all uh, of Division one college basketball squads north of 300 of them. You can name any school and he can rattle it off. Uh, What was your what was your favorite thing about it? If you could cite one thing that you're like, this is a really cool thing we did. So I think the way that we approached it was really smart because we did uh, individual team previews for all of the 10 major conferences and then the 22 other conferences. We did an overview kind of looking at the big picture because the reality of it is when you talk about college basketball with a transfer portal, with all the you know coaching carousel you know transactions and all of that, it's very hard early on in the year to get a feel on these teams. So instead, what we kind of did was to focus on you know, new coaches and how teams may play which teams lost a lot from the previous season that could get off to a slow start, stuff like that. This isn't going to be your deep dive roster analysis of every single team. This is going to be, hey, here are your starting points. Let's see what happens when the games begin. So I think that's a really smart way that we did it. And again, makes it much more approachable and much more consumable for the reader 
with you know now I think 11 days until college basketball season starts and much more betting applicable right like in the end that's what we're trying to do with our guides and no one has had a bigger hand in all of them than Adam Burke so college basketball guide again vcin.com slash subscribe um okay you brought up baseball Diamondbacks and the Rangers you are if nothing else a baseball first kind of guy your thoughts on all of this Adam well, I'll say this as a three time Diamondbacks doubter here in the playoffs. I had <laughs> Brewer, Brewers minus one and a half in the wild card, Dodgers series price, Phillies series price. So I've been against them three times. Maybe I've just learned a really painful and expensive lesson about what we all knew about the Major League Baseball playoffs variance, sometimes rules. And the Diamondbacks were not a very good team. They were 32 and 39 in the second half. They have a negative run differential. If they win the World Series, they'll be the second team ever to win with a negative run differential. The 1987 Minnesota Twins, the only other one. So this Diamondbacks team really didn't give us a whole lot of reasons to believe in them. But as you look on a you know micro level, on an individual player level, I think pitching coach Brent Strom has done an incredible job throughout the postseason with this team. This was a team that was below league average in ERA, below league average in FIP. But all of a sudden, Brandon Fott is like an awesome number three. It's incredible. Star. It's incredible. Merrill, Merrill Kelly mixes his pitches so effectively. Zach Gallen, who honestly, I think has kind of been a little bit of a weak link for them in the playoffs here. He's had some good starts, but he's also been shaky at times. You know, that's a guy that he really, really did a good job with during the regular season. And now he's kind of, to some degree, carried it over to the playoffs and the bullpen has been exceptional. So this is a controlled aggression type of lineup for the Diamondbacks. They put a lot of balls in play. They steal a bunch of bases. They put a lot of pressure on the opposing pitcher to control the running game. And all of it has worked for them. And I didn't believe in it. I'm not going to bet them in the, in the World Series, but I'm not going to bet against them in the World Series here either. I've learned my lesson. But here they are again, facing another superior offensive team in the Rangers where they've already beaten the Dodgers, they've already beaten the Phillies, who were two teams that you could say the same thing about. The Rangers, I mean, look, Nate Uvalde was awful in September coming back from injury. He's been great in the playoffs. Jordan Montgomery has been good and then had that relief appearance in Game 7. Their bullpen is very, very hit or miss. I guess it's the first series where the Diamondbacks aren't at a full-fledged bullpen disadvantage. So I don't know how this thing plays out. I think it's a long series, but I'm just shocked to see the Diamondbacks here. Maybe not so much the Rangers, but definitely the Diamondbacks. Yeah, I'm smiling, not because I'm I'm poking fun, because I think that's that's all that is fair. All that is accurate. Uh, and I even said, I go, when did Jordan Montgomery become Mad Bum before they came back and put him in game seven, uh, which is very specifically Mad Bum related. Um, and I'm with you. And this is just sort of a good lesson for new or newish sports betters, which is just because it's the World Series doesn't mean you have to bet it and this is one of these where i feel the exact same way adam arizona plus first of all texas shouldn't be a minus 170 favorite as on paper the advantage seems to be we've seen this act from the diamondbacks before but it doesn't make you want to rush and bet the diamondbacks plus 140 either it's sort of like hey maybe this is the proper you know some of the best bets are the bets not made and maybe this applies right here to the world yeah, series and and I'll say this, you know, one of the reasons why I kept betting against Arizona, I mean, for game one of the wildcard series, they had to send out Fott and he wasn't good. That was far and away That's the worst start that he's had in the playoffs. But Corbin Burns just didn't hold up his end of the bargain for Milwaukee. And, you know, their bullpen wasn't able to get it done in that series either. But in, in the division series and the championship series, both Zach Gallon and Merrill Kelly have very stark home road splits. Both of them were substantially better at home 
than they were on the road. And yet here they are where they've made it to this point. And again, in games one and games two, you're going to get Gallon and Kelly on the road against a very potent offensive team. So I kind of sound like a broken record with every series preview I write about the Diamondbacks where the same concerns are always present. And for whatever reason, it doesn't matter. Yes, I can sense the exasperation. I don't, I don't want to. Yeah. I love Adam, so yes. so I don't want. I don't want to put this wrong. But again, I just keep going back to the Miami Heat. This was me banging my head against the wall yeah. every time with the Miami Heat. And you're like, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah. Um, well, let's all enjoy it, right? Because it's baseball and it's going to be history. So uh, let's all enjoy it. Maybe there'll be some bets along the way. All right. College football is the other thing you're uh, intimately involved in. Have any plays this weekend? I got one on Thursday night that I like. I, I like Georgia State over Georgia Southern. And, and this is a play that actually goes against my power ratings. I have this line a little bit higher than what the market has. I actually have Georgia Southern minus four and a half. But I think it's one of those things where... You know, it's, it's hard to stay on top of everything in the month of October with so much going on, the college basketball guide as well. I think when you look at current form of those two teams, Georgia State's just simply playing better. Georgia Southern quarterback Davis Brin, you know, we had the five picks against Wisconsin. Okay, it's the Badgers. So be it. But he's had four picks over his last two games against Sunbelt competition. So to me, I think that when I handicapped that game and when I wrote up the preview for vcin.com, I just looked at it and said, you know what? I like Georgia State here in this game. They're playing better. Darren Granger is taking much better care of the football. Defensively, they've been the better team as well. And also, they've won three in a row in this rivalry series where you know, Sean Elliott seems to be a pretty good head coach there for the Panthers. So it's another example kind of of you know, the things that you have to be a little bit flexible with as a better. My numbers say one thing, but I go in and look at the handicap and it says another thing. That's something that I really need to de- think deeply about. Maybe my numbers are right. Maybe Georgia Southern wins and covers comfortably. But if not, then it's even more ammunition for me to make that big adjustment going into week 10. So I like Georgia State in what is a really, really good Thursday night Sunbelt game. I really wish Adam would stop just stealing my plays. You know, I said the same thing on the show yesterday. <laughs> same that, right? exact thing. Yeah, he's really plagiarism <laughs> is what that was. All right, Adam, before, before you go, uh, give me the Adam Burke college football rankings one through five. What do you got? Ooh, one through five. I'm going to have to check this here because, you know, what? the one thing is I, I when I did my update on Sunday night, I wasn't sure if Quinn Ewers was definitely going to be out. Turns out that he is. So I do have to adjust this a little bit. But my top five with the Ewers injury, Georgia, Michigan, Ohio State, Oregon, and then Washington. Ooh, Oregon, Washington, four and five. Interesting. No okay. Seminoles. <laughs> I, I, I noticed Kelly, the team Bidlin, Kelly Bidlin is offended <laughs> as an alum. Where you have FSU. I have Florida State six, but I got to say, I, they don't really impress me all that much. They really don't. Sorry, Kelly. No. Well, Kelly, it's OK. I don't know if I'm going. Uh, I don't know if I'm going crazy over him this year either, except for Keon Coleman is amazing. Did Can't he, wait to see him. Did he just say Kelly Bidlin doesn't impress him much? Or he said FSU doesn't mm, impress yeah. him. <laughs> Probably both are. Kelly always impressed. That's right. He's a very impressive guy. Adam, great to see you. Great to talk to you. And let's try to enjoy the World Series, man. All right, sounds good. Take care, guys. My man, Adam Burke at Skating Tripods on Twitter, VEASAN Managing Editor. Best Bets is next. Enjoy from VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA 
DNA with Hannah Storm chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best-informed business reporters around the world. We cover the stories behind what's moving money and markets and help you understand what's happening, what it means, and why it matters every afternoon. I'm Sarah Holder. I'm Saleya Mosin. And I'm David Gura. Listen to The Big Take on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.